Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Does my hair look cute? I think it does. Yeah, I'm good. I gotta tell you, with this whole video podcasting thing, it can get real annoying having to put a whole bunch of makeup on, because I don't really like wearing a whole lot of makeup. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of just, you know, having my regular face, but, you know, we got to do the things, I guess, right? Anyway, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am, of course, Lorelai. Thank you so much for being here with me again for another episode. And so I just wanted to go through a couple of like housekeeping things first. So um, I wanted to see how you guys were enjoying the small bites segments because I know that, uh, you know, I haven't been doing as many of the episodes. I haven't been doing them every single week, but I wanted to give you guys something every single week. So I figured just having those little small snippets just to kind of get you through the week to kind of, you know, give you a little boost. So that way when the episode comes out, you're like, oh yeah, let's do the thing. Yeah, let's do an episode. Let's do the longer one. We're all ready and you're gearing to go. So let me know what you think because my idea behind that was I... <laughs> I needed to get some of my random thoughts in my head out in general. I felt like, you know, when I'm doing my meditations and stuff like that, I feel like I'll have all these amazing things and thoughts and ideas and I wanted to write it down or record it. So that in essence was the idea behind Small Bites in addition to having a little bit of extra nuggets throughout the week. But I just wanted to see how you guys were liking it or not liking it or whatever. Just let me know what you think. I personally am really enjoying it because I like being able to give you guys that little, just the little snippets of stuff just to get it all out there. My next one that I am doing, I'm really excited about just because I've been watching a lot of like docu-series and stuff and like this one was like a boom sort of thing. So anyway, that will be yet to come. So um, I also wanted to let you guys know that um, the video, if, you, if you've been watching the video version of this podcast, you would be seeing it on YouTube, but I've recently joined a um, conscious content, content platform service called Akasha Flix. And some of you might be going, 
what what is that <laughs> so i'm here to tell you what it is so basically it's sort of like netflix but for spiritual shit and also um you know, free thinking and that sort of thing. And like docu-series and podcasts and even a like conscious cooking episode. I'm like, wait, there's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. And it's on Akasha Flicks and it's pretty freaking awesome. So anyway, um, I joined, um, if you guys remember, I did an episode with R.L. Malpica like weeks and weeks ago. And um, he actually is the owner and creator of Akasha Flicks, and he absolutely loved our, we did a podcast together on his podcast and then on mine, as you know, and he was like, dude, we got to get you on Akasha Flicks. This is what we're doing. So I was really excited to actually be a part of that team of all these amazing creators. And a couple of them that I've been getting to know are absolutely, actually pretty much all of them. I'm pretty sure I've met all of them so far. And there's um, obviously RL and his best friend, Deshaun, who is Chef Definition. They have their own podcast called Minds Like Minds. And I actually did a podcast episode with them recently. And it was so much fun. These guys are absolutely amazing spiritual men. And they they ask all these amazing questions and they make it super fun. And they're, it's just a really great podcast. I know here I am on my own podcast talking about another podcast, but you know what? We lift each other up. (laughs) We love each other. So this is what we do. So anyway, um, if you're interested in listening to that episode, that that is an amazing episode, but that's on the Akasha Flicks platform. In addition to um, um, Rosalind Santos, who is a Reiki master and energy healer. She is absolutely incredible. She just did a energy, energy clearing for me. And it was just like, Oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. Um, and then also just kind of going back, um, Deshaun and, um, he has the, the cooking show and then RL and Deshaun also, also do the lounge where they invite people in and just talk about different things and topics and hot button issues and things that are like interesting to talk about all those things. It's really fascinating and really, really cool to watch. Um, Joanna Crowder, who has her PhD in philosophy with a concentration in metaphysics. And she also is a metaphysical psychotherapist or a holistic psychotherapist, speaker and author. She teaches a class, a masterclass on um, syncretism, which get ready for that episode when it comes, because it is like, and I mean an episode on this podcast because it is absolutely incredible. It's like she pulls all the different things together into this one unified um, understanding. It, it, that's very like layman's terms, but it's just absolutely amazing how she finds all these similarities in all the different religions and philosophies and thought processes and spiritualities and just brings it all together. So anyway, that's really interesting. And then um, Jasmine, the medium who does live card readings and is a psychic medium and has um, a podcast called Live, Laugh, uh, What the Fuck. And then there is a docu-series with Matthew Thomas um, called Swimming in Deep Water and also a live segment with a freethinker, multiculturalist, and um, also a a host of a podcast called Coffee Bean Talk. And her segment is called True Colors. And she's just very candid about like what she thinks about what's going on in life. And it's actually really entertaining and thought provoking as well. So anyway, 
that is the that is like just a small sample of like what is on there in addition to my stuff i do my my crystal corner classes where i talk about all the crystals and all the babies and also um um, I recently I'm doing one with the crystals that are associated with different zodiac signs. So the next one coming up will be for Aquarius since it's almost Aquarius season. And actually, um, let's see. Also, I, I, and then I have my video podcast and then I'll be also doing um, another master class on intuitive and psychic development. So anyway, that's it, you guys. So um, if you're interested, go and check that out at www.akashaflix.com and you can check out all of my segments or you can check out everybody else's segments or all of the above. You can rent or buy the stuff or you can actually get a subscription, but it's up to you. Whatever you feel like doing, if you just want to watch one thing, you can totally do that. But anyway, that's where my video podcasts live now. So if you want to go and watch them, go and watch them. They're there for you to see. It's absolutely amazing, and I hope that you guys love it. Let me know what you think and all the things. So anyway, let's talk about what we're going to be doing today. So I, the crystals that I have selected today are, ooh, I'm so excited. So the first one, it just, it, it's, it's amethyst, but it's very, very, very different. And I had this actually wrapped and made into a necklace because I need this on my body, like all the time. It is, absolutely amazing so this this is etched amethyst and as you can see it looks like it looks like amethyst but you can also see that some of the markings on it are a little bit different you know you see some of like the the valleys and crevices on the actual amethyst piece are kind of smooth they're not very rough and edge and that's because it has been it's formed in water so for all of you people that have a really strong draw towards water, or if your sun moon rising is in a like water sign, then this is going to be a really amazing talisman for you. Um, or if you're undergoing some sort of change, this is an incredible stone to have with you. I remember when I first got my hands on it, it was just like, I got super emotional, obviously, because it is a water stone. And, um, I also like, it just felt like everything was okay when it's on my body. It made me feel really relaxed. It made me feel like, you know what? All of this shit is going to be fine. It doesn't matter. You're going to be good. It's fine. It was just like getting a hug from somebody you love. It, yeah, that's how it felt to me. So let me know what you guys think if you decide that this is a stone that you want to get your hands on. So I looked up sort of like more of the exact definitions of etched amethyst and I got this from loveforcrystals.com and um so this is so it's predominantly mined I believe out of Brazil and it's kind of more on the rare side um so it is obviously like a lilac color um and is deeply etched hydrothermal it's a hydrothermal crystal so there's it's marked on every side with ancient wisdom in the forms of etchings and these crystals are truly powerful energy obviously to behold and this incredibly rare hydrothermal etched amethyst crystal is from um a, re a recent find from brazil um with these being formed over the course of millions of years these amethyst crystals are hydrothermally etched and are referred to as disillusion crystals this means that they form in the ground as crystals and a hydrothermal solution at their source comes through at some point in the large stages of development, um, most likely in the form of very hot mineralized water. 
over the course of time, which actually pulls molecules away, creating this even more beautiful form. This makes them naturally carved by underground water flow, taking millions of years. So like I was saying, all these little you know, creases and valleys, those are all formed by this hot mineralized water that's flowing over it for millions and millions of years. Hydrothermal crystals originally form as fully intact traditional quartz formation crystals. Over time, and in very unique locations, a second solution may come along, usually higher temperatures carried by water or magma, and pull away silica molecules from the quartz, or quartz is a, because quartz is a silicate, right? So as this process unfolds, the crystals are etched in very unusual ways and specific to their locations. These crystals have undergone immense and dramatic transformation, making these metaphysical potent and powerful transformative talismans, right? Hence the reason why, I got, okay, just another one of those crystals, right? How many times have I told you guys when, <laughs> whenever I get a really strong reaction or a strong pull towards a crystal, it's most likely a transformation stone. It's, it's crazy. So this isn't just another one of those crystals that is very potent in transformation and change in your life. So obviously I'm going to put this back on because I loves her. I haven't quite given her a name yet. Do any of you name your crystals like me? No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should just give that one up because I have too many and maybe I'm just running out of ideas. I don't know, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Okay, so anyway, we're gonna talk about the next one, which I was really excited. Recently, I have discovered um, a, an amazing uh, an amazing Instagram um, account and she, uh, she sells crystals live on Wednesdays and she's called Chasing Luster. And she sells all these beautiful crystals live on, on Wednesdays. And I think she has some other days, but I think they're just rando. But she'll post stuff and she'll be like, I have these. And they're usually really reasonably priced. And so I was really excited to find this because as soon as she like advertised it, I was like, I want I want that baby. I want it. I want it real bad. And so anyway, this is um, Euphoralite, um, also known as Indigo Tourmaline. Now, for those of you that are just listening, if you're only listening to the audio piece of this, this is a really gorgeous stone. It's not quite, it's not a tourmaline, like black tourmaline, even though it's in that family. Um, so the crystal is sort of grayish and it has a lot of opalescentness to it. And then there's these beautiful indigo blue markings in there, like it's inside the stone. It's so, so beautiful. And then like there's some white um, you know, going through, swirling through. It's absolutely incredible. So I looked up in, uh, so it's also called indicolite or um, euphorolite or blue tourmaline. So uh, blue tourmaline is a stone of spiritual peace. Oh, I'm getting this from Terra Solis, T-E-R-R-A-S-O-L-A-C-E.com. And this is under euphorolite, snowball, black, and blue. 
So it is known to assist with the development of the ability to channel information from higher realms as well as strengthening our psychic abilities. Indicolite enhances clear communication, enabling us to speak honestly from the heart and with compassion. It allows a connection with higher realms through the third eye during enhanced meditation. Our perceptions, intuition, and psychic abilities can become stronger and more balanced in the presence of this stone. It is a powerful third eye chakra crystal, as well as a potent throat chakra crystal that aids improved communication abilities. These communication abilities will aid you to speak with those in spirit. All tourmaline, including indicolite, are metaphysically protective stones. So tourmaline can become electrically charged as a result of heat or pressure, which is a testament to the ability of these crystals to impact one's energy field. It is very grounding and helpful in releasing stress and tension. So um, there's a whole lot more associated with this. They talk about feldspar and they also talk, talk about quartz, but that's pretty much like the nitty gritty and the gist of this incredible stone. So it's 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 a little bit rare so because it's mined out of the Black Hills in North Dakota. And so that's where you get a lot of the actual stone part of it and then you have like the indigo piece in it and it's um oh god it's such an amazing it, it really does feel so nice to hold the stone this is just for me obviously maybe it'll be different for you but it does it does elicit this peace and this um feeling of safety but also connection um in a really powerful and very comfortable way so I uh, fell in love with it, so obviously I needed to talk about it on the podcast. So hope you guys love that. And go out, check out uh, Chasing Luster if you want to find some more babies, because I found a whole lot more, which I'm super jazzed about, because I can't wait to talk about the next ones, because <laughs> they're so amazing. All right, so let's let's talk about the quote. And I've been kind of... Um, I've been kind of obsessed with Brene Brown lately. I don't know if any of you heard of her. She is, um, she works, she's, she's an author, she is a speaker, and she's also, um, I believe she's in, she's in therapy, she does therapy, but she works in shame and vulnerability in addition to a myriad of other things, but those are the ones that she's been talking about like more recently. And so the, the quote that I wanted to do of hers um, is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. See why I love Brene Brown? Like, oh my God, that is, that is absolutely amazing. So anyway, that's the quote of the week. I, uh, I remember watching an episode. So she has a, um, she has a show or at least it's a, you know, um, just a, the one show. I think she's, it's almost like a comedy show, but it's, it's not. I mean, some of it is really, really funny, but like, it's just a, like a talk, basically, almost like a TED talk, but there's like comedy involved and it's a little bit longer and she really talks about her experiences and stuff and it's super inspiring and amazing. And uh, she talks about vulnerability and it just, I mean, it inspired me, it blew my mind, it made me cry, it made me laugh, it did all the things. So you should check that out. It's awesome. So what is the topic today? The topic is the power of acknowledgement. And I know that seems a little vague, but, and I know there is, <laughs> when you think of like 
acknowledging something, a lot of times you think of like, oh, well, when you acknowledge you have a problem, that's when you can actually take hold of the problem. True. Absolutely true. That is that is 100% true. But there's more to it for me. It's not just acknowledgement and just issues in our life. It's acknowledgement in every facet of our life in which we give our ourselves and our energy to. And I, I never want to say we give our power to, but in a sense, our energy is a source of our power. And so if we acknowledge things in our life, we tend to give it power through our energy because now we're focusing on it. And our attention is our intention, which is our acknowledgement, right? We're acknowledging something. So once you can acknowledge that something is happening or present, it is then it's it's then you you begin to grow and move forward in your choices, whether that's good or bad. So you must be able to acknowledge when something is present before you can make meaningful change. And again, that can be either for good or for ill. You know, it is in your choices and acknowledging that something is there that you can make that forward progression and you you can reap the benefit or the consequence of those choices in your acknowledgement. So without acknowledgement, there is only blind ignorance, which will keep you stuck and out of balance. So that's true, right? If you don't, if you kind of, if you're, if you're not really acknowledging anything and you're not really paying attention to anything and you're just sort of in your own space, not really doing anything, there isn't very much um, forward momentum there. There's just sort of like this aimless wandering, right? So everybody acknowledges by paying attention to something, right? Um, so acknowledgement is the hammer that breaks the ceiling of boundaries and limitations. It falls in simpler and grander situations in the sense that observing and identifying the presence of something is what creates the powerful catalyst for change. So by stepping away from biases, pretenses, judgment, norms, stigma, shame, and expectation, we can observe more freely and from a much higher perspective. It is only then that the acknowledgement can occur. So this was my um, my musings and my, my notes about that. And so I wanted to give you guys an example, which will kind of take up most of the episode here. But so, and this is going to be very vulnerable for me because this is a very personal experience for me. And I talked to you guys intermittently about um, my daughter and about the fact that she is autistic. And for me acknowledging the fact that she was autistic was something that was really, really hard for me because I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to acknowledge that my kid wasn't quote unquote normal. And so I remember when, you know, she was, Gosh, she was nearly three and we had been taking her to speech therapies. We had been taking her to play therapies and I was bucking hard at the idea of getting her diagnosed. I did because I thought with getting her diagnosed, that would that would mean that that's it. She's she has autism. That's 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 it. And I didn't I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have that label on her. You know, I I thought of every reason why it wasn't okay for her to have this title when it was whether I liked it or not, right? It it was going to be what it was going to be. But 
you know, I, I had thought to myself, well, diagnoses can change and, you know, if she can come out of it and it'll be fine. Like it's like it's a disease process or something when it's it is not, you know, <laughs> it is what it, what it is, no matter how much you try and and not look at it or acknowledge that it's there. But I just I just remember grieving this this thought process of when is my when is my kid gonna be normal how do i get her there how do i get her to where she's normal and that was really really hard for me to to finally get to the point where i had to look at this situation and look at my daughter and say to myself she she is autistic she has autism and for me to say that and then also say that's okay that's all right. And that was really, 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 really hard for me. Um, Some of you might be thinking, well, that's not that big of a deal, Lorelai. I mean, I know plenty of people who have autism and they're incredible. And that's, I, I, I hope that you understand it wasn't me saying that autism is bad or that I, you know, I was, it just, I, I think it was just the fact that she was my daughter and I, I, you have all of these these hopes and dreams for your kid when you have them and you don't really bring to the table that you know they're going to have these you that they're going to have autism <laughs> you know you, you're not thinking of that when you when you have a child is, is that they're going to be autistic and so seeing that she couldn't she wasn't saying anything and that she would have these stimming behaviors it was me just saying well it's just a phase instead of acknowledging the fact that she has autism and she is autistic so finally i got her diagnosed and it it was still me in my own perseverations of those thoughts of well she, we just have to get her ABA. We just have to get her occupational therapy. We just have to keep her in speech. And we're going to get her in a special needs program. And they're going to get her normal. And what I wasn't acknowledging was the fact that her normal is her autism. And that's okay. That's okay. And that was, I'm trying so hard not to be emotional about this because this is very, um, very emotional for me to talk about so this is me kind of bearing my soul to you guys a little bit (laughs) anyway um so acknowledging and understanding that this child that i have is autistic was the catalyst for me to finally love her unconditionally which is hard for me to say. Because I don't want to think that I'm a mom who didn't unconditionally love her child because that's completely unfair. But acknowledging that helped me love her the way that she needed to be loved. And I'm hoping and talking about that with you guys, you can do the same with yourself.
Because if you're able to acknowledge the parts of yourself that maybe are hard for you to look at and hard for you to accept because they aren't easy, because it'll never be easy, it will help you to love it unconditionally and loving yourself as a whole person. Even the parts that you don't understand will help you to not only heal, but move forward and grow as an individual. And for me to move forward, I needed to acknowledge and accept and love this part of my daughter. And I think for many years, I was fighting it. I fought it tooth and nail. I wanted her to be normal, but I don't want her to be normal. I want her to be her. I want her to have her autism and I want to love who she is and in acknowledging that and finally accepting, I was able to love her unconditionally. Because in not acknowledging that, I was putting conditions and barriers up to who she was as a person. And that's, that's really challenging for me to admit as a mother. Because you don't want to be a mom and not unconditionally love your child. So, sorry guys. <laughs> that's kind of a lot. But... I, I want I want you guys to be able to do the same with not just other people, but mostly yourselves. So that when you move through this process, when you develop the courage to be vulnerable enough to look and acknowledge the parts of yourself that maybe you've kind of stuffed down beneath because you're too ashamed or you're too afraid to look at those things and say, yeah, this is who I am. This is a part of who I am. And even though other people might judge that part of me, I'm going to love that part of me. And I accept that part of me because it's still me. And I know that that can be really, really hard <laughs> because we're really good at just stuffing it underneath the surface and not looking at it because that's easier. But in the long run, it becomes a big problem. And for me, I didn't realize that those actions and those thought processes were preventing me from completely loving my daughter. So with that being said, acknowledge those things. Look at those things. And I know it's hard, but once you acknowledge that they're there and once you give it the attention that it deserves, and instead of pushing it away, embrace it. Find the love that those things need. Because <laughs> as some of you may know, when you don't pay attention to those things that need attention, they're just going to get louder until you pay attention to them and acknowledge that they're there. So acknowledge it. <laughs> Acknowledge it. Give it what it needs, which is your attention, your love. And 
don't develop expectations about those things. That's, that's another piece of this is in acknowledging these things, you drop your expectations of how it's supposed to look or how it's supposed to be because you're not really going to know the outcome of everything and that's okay. Like in that quote that I just told you, vulnerability is not about winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. And understanding that you don't have control is part of how you become empowered. It's part of how you develop the security of feeling safe in your own self because you are brave enough to acknowledge those parts of you and say, you're a part of me and I love you. So that's pretty much it, you guys. That was the most emotional episode I've ever had to do. So um, I hope that you guys are okay with this. I hope, <laughs> hope you find some upliftment with it. Uplifting, upliftment, if that's a word. I hope it's a word. Um, but anyway, I really love you guys. And I hope that the rest of your week is absolutely amazing in that you find time for yourselves and find time with the people that you really love and that you vibrate just a little bit higher. And um, I hope that you come back again and see me, even though I had to have my little little vulnerability moment. (laughs) But this is me, you guys. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Anyway, I love you guys, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to, you can also support the podcast, which I always... I'm so appreciative of it kind of grants me the freedom to be able to continue to provide more content for you. But, you know, I'm here regardless and I love you guys. I will say it again and I hope you have a great week and love and light to you all. All right, let's do this then. What about this one? Let's see. How are you? Do you look good? I mean, kind of. I'm going to go with this one. This is the one I'm going with today. Final answer. Okay. Let's turn on my little OBS screen. Okay. I think I got everything. God, why does that look like it's so low? I don't understand. Maybe I need to change the thing. Hold on. You. Let me see you. Are you better? You're a little bit better, kind of better. Doesn't look that much better, hold on. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it, if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, 
for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelai, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or I mean you haven't been doing it or whatever, or you want to do it again, contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also Breath of Life Reiki 1111 and on Facebook, same thing, Breath of Life Reiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki y'all and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. Love you guys check it out.